With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Brett Favre's publicist's office, it's the 4th and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Sweeney, the Sherpa. I'm joined by Jana Kimmel. Jana, how are you this evening? I'm doing all right. I'm a Cardinals fan, so today's been a good day for me. Arizona <laughs> and the Cowboys Cardinals? have a bye week, so there's really not that many things to be mad about football-wise. <laughs> no, I guess they can't lose this week, or they can't blow a big lead this week. Exactly. <laughs> so are you, uh, are you a, I mean, I know you're not a big Tony Romo fan to begin with, but I, I know he's inconsistent, but I, I would still think he's in the top third of quarterbacks. I know it's maddening when he gives away a game like he did last weekend, but I still, I don't know. He's obviously a better fantasy player than he is a real-life player, but still, I I think there are probably about 20 teams in the NFL that would gladly trade places with the Cowboys if that meant taking Tony Romo as their quarterback. Yeah, and the one thing you do have to give him credit for, a couple things. He is tough. I mean, he's proved that over and over, but it's not just that he has good weapons around him, you know, like good receivers and running backs, because John Kitna comes in and, and he's worse off. So it's not like he can just plug anybody in. And he's got more value than, than most people like to give him credit for, myself included. But he is a very good fantasy quarterback, that's for sure. Just very frustrating yeah. to watch. <laughs> as long as you don't have to root for them in real life, you're okay then. It's a so, lot easier anyway, that way, I would expect. Pardon? It's a lot easier that way, I would think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of, um, well, we weren't, but anyway, what are we going to be covering tonight? <laughs> we are going to How's go for through our, yeah, our laundry list of injuries, and then we're going to look at this week's matchups. It is the first week of bye weeks this week, so we have a few less games than normal. So we will also be talking bye week strategy and talking about three players we love and three players we hate at each position this week. So we've got a a full show for you tonight. If you want to have your voice heard and be a part of the action with us tonight, there are a number of ways to get a hold of us. We will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every Wednesday night, so you have plenty of time to contact us if you so choose. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Or you could call us at 347 677 1608. And you can find us all week long on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com and at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And you can find great articles on the blog over at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And Scott's got some great stuff over at the Huffington Post as well, including should you sit your uh, slump, should you sit your slumping injured players or dump them. And I apparently cannot speak tonight, so the injuries should be fun. <laughs> what, there weren't any injuries last week, were there? I mean, not at all. <laughs> we have a long list, as usual, so let's just get it over with right away. The Miami Dolphins, while they are on a bye week this week, they do have some serious strife going injury-wise and coaching-wise. Tony Sperano has been told his job is safe through the bye week, although, quite frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if he was gone soon after that. Their bigger issue right now, though, is that Chad Henney uh, dislocated his non-throwing shoulder in the first half of Sunday's game. Matt Moore came in and relieved him and was about as effective as Chad Henney. Um, And they've been reaching out to quarterbacks all week trying to sign uh, a temporary replacement since it looks like Henney's going to miss a week or two. But it looks like Trent Edwards, Brody Croyle, David Garrard, and Jake DeLome have all turned them down. And Dan Marino, too. So far, 
Yeah, so far Matt Moore's been getting all the reps at practice, but he is totally in the dark about if he's starting, if Chad Henney's going to be available, who didn't practice this week. And it looks like Pat Devlin, who's been on the practice squad and the emergency quarterback, maybe QB2 once the bye week comes and goes. But, again, it depends on how fast Henney heals. The Steelers have been hit something wrong with being a quarterback in Miami named Chad and having shoulder problems. It really, it's not a good place to be if your name is Chad. (laughs) It really isn't. Apparently not. uh, The fact that, you know, these guys aren't even interested in signing says there is something very wrong with the culture in Miami and what's going on there. It's not just the losing. It's apparently the whole package. Have you actually seen Uh, their, their fans there holding up signs that say suck for luck? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think they're necessarily trying, but right now it certainly doesn't look good, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, the Steelers have had a, a bout of injuries this week as well. Ben Roethlisberger left Sunday's game on crutches after sustaining a foot injury. He's been walking around in a walking boot. He was limited at practice, but he will play this week. Uh, James Maybe he Harrison tripped broke. in the bathroom. Maybe. James Harrison broke his orbital bone during the game, actually returned and played another quarter after doing so. But he had surgery. He is going to miss a number of weeks. Uh, That doesn't sound very promising. And running back Richard Mendenhall injured his hamstring. He did not practice today. He's hoping to play, but I would imagine that's a little more touch and go than they're letting on. Could James Uh, Harrison just put an eye patch on and play? Uh, he does have an eye patch on. He tweeted a picture of it today, but I don't think you can play after having the tiny bones in your face readjusted that soon. <laughs> um, Texans are also dealing with more hamstring injuries. It seems to be contagious there. Arian Foster just got rid of his, but now Andre Johnson is reportedly going to miss three weeks with a hamstring injury that looked really bad on Sunday. Uh, there should be a vaccine for that. Is now suffering. <laughs> Um, In happier news, Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson agreed to a three-year contract extension. I'm sure those touchdowns he's caught in the last few weeks helped that process along. St. Louis wide receiver Denny Amendola was expecting to play Sunday, as we reported last week, but he was trying to return from dislocated elbow and ended up re-injuring his tricep during practice late in the week. He's gone to see a specialist. It doesn't look good. Uh, He's going to miss some more time. The Colts had Curtis Painter starting Monday night for them, and he kept him in the game. Kerry Collins didn't play because he concussion-like symptoms. They're still undecided on who's going to start this week. Collins returned to practice today on a limited basis. Miami running back Daniel Thomas was not active Sunday. He's still battling a hamstring injury as well. And Raiders quarterback Jason Campbell's got a foot injury and wide receiver Lewis Murphy has a groin injury. They were both limited in practice. I would expect both are going to play this week, but these are just names to watch. Houston's got a real problem at running back. Ben Tate didn't practice with a groin injury and Derek Ward with an ankle injury. Both missed practice. It's a good thing Arian Foster's feeling better because he is going to be getting all of the carries this week. Steve Slate might even get in the game. Yeah, and he's actually on the Miami roster now, so that's really going to take some some finagling. Oops. <laughs> but Seattle wide receiver Mike Williams has a concussion. He did not practice. He's questionable. That's going to come down to whether or not he passes his concussion test before this Sunday. Giants running back Brandon Jacobs didn't practice due to a knee injury. They're hoping to get him back and try and pick up the pieces from last week against Seattle this week. Plexico Burris didn't practice today to rest an elbow injury, but he has come out and said he is planning to play Sunday, so not to worry about that. Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez missed practice again with that knee injury. It will continue to be the Rob Gronkowski show out in New England. The Chargers are missing both Vincent Jackson and Antonio Gates from practice again. Jackson with his hamstring and Gates with a foot injury. They are both not looking so good from what I understand. Denver wide receiver Eddie Royal did not practice with a groin injury. Denver really needs him come Sunday, so keep an eye on that. Green Bay wide receiver Donald Driver didn't practice with a shin injury is what they're calling it. You saw him get carted off on Sunday. Hopefully he plays this week, but I would hope you have other options just in case. 
And Falcons wide receiver Roddy White didn't practice with a thigh injury. He's a lot like Calvin Johnson in. They don't practice, but they almost always play. So I wouldn't be too worried about not seeing him on the field this week. And bye weeks this week. We have the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, St. Louis Rams, and Washington Redskins all taking the week off. (laughs) Some of those teams have taken weeks off even before this week. Well, they're taking a scheduled week off this week. Okay. And that is all the injury news I have for you. Thankfully... Ten minutes into the show, I think we can start talking about games now. (laughs) All right, that sounds like fun. Why don't we do just that then? So the first contest up on Sunday afternoon is New Orleans at Carolina. I I know you're still not a Cam Newton believer, but I am. But still, I think New Orleans wins this game in somewhat of a shootout. I'll go New Orleans 35, Carolina 27. I, I am... Obviously not on the Cam Newton bandwagon. I am not ready to say this is going to be a shootout. I think New Orleans wins this handily, and I think I'm prepared to start a lot of players on the Saints this week. Drew Brees, obviously you're starting him. Uh, Let's see, tight end Jimmy Graham, of course I want to start him. Running backs, Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram would be my pick of the four. Darren Sproles' uh, lesser option of the of those three, I would rank him third just because they seem to really be pushing Ingram. Um, wide receivers, Lance Moore I would start. Devery Henderson, he's a little dinged up, but I still like him. Robert Meacham as well. Arrington, Colston, I don't know about this week. You don't uh, like Colston this week? I just, I don't know. I I like Lance Moore the best out of all of them, I think, right now. Mark my words, Colston will come back big time this week. I don't know if, I mean, I would hope it'd be this week. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points to be had. Um, But I'd also start the kicker in the defense because I'm obviously not a Cam Newton proponent, so I think it's going to be a a little bit more of a blowout than you do. For Carolina, I would start Cam Newton. I would start wide receiver Steve Smith, and I'd start tight end Greg Olson. I'm on the fence about running backs D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, wide receivers Legadu Nane and Brandon LaFell. Not sure which one of those two is going to be starting. Also, kicker Orlando Amare. Hopefully, you have better options. And you want to sit tight end Jeremy Shockey this week. He's questionable with a concussion. And you also want to sit Carolina's defense because Green Bay is going to be racking up points against them like a pinball machine. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. So, speaking of not pretty, we have the Tennessee at Pittsburgh game, which is traditionally a slugfest, but I actually think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game in in spite of all the Steelers' injuries, or maybe because of them. I think Pittsburgh will be throwing a lot in this game. don't think they'll be doing a lot of running. And I'll go Pittsburgh 30, Tennessee 24. I think I agree with you, and I wouldn't be... Totally stunned to see Tennessee upset Pittsburgh. I think it's somewhat of a long shot, but as far as upset potential this week, I think this one this game has the biggest. Granted, they don't have Kenny Britt anymore, but Pittsburgh's real banged up. Ben Roethlisberger's got a bad foot. Richard Mendenhall's got a bad leg. I just I'm a little concerned. James Harrison not on the defense is a hit. Um, I think there's there's some fantasy value to be had here. I don't necessarily think Chris Johnson's going to run wild on the Pittsburgh defense, even without Harrison. I'm not ready to make that prediction, but I think you still start Johnson, even though he's not putting up the kind of numbers everybody hoped. He's still got some receiving values coming out of the backfield a lot. I would start Matt Hasselbeck in a two-quarterback league for sure. Uh, I think he's a really nice waiver wire pickup right now. He's available in a lot of leagues still, and he's putting up some points. Um, I would also start wide receiver Nate Washington. Beyond that, I'm not totally sold on anybody else. I think Washington's going to produce the most value out of the bunch. And tight ends, Jared Cook, I would think, would be my favorite out of them. Stevens is a little dinged up. But I think Nate Washington and Chris Johnson are going to be the recipients of most of Matt Hasselbeck's passes this week. I would say no to the kicker in defense, though. 
All right, for Pittsburgh, I'm going to go ahead and start Ben Roethlisberger in his bad foot. He's probable. I would start wide receiver Mike Wallace, start tight end Heath Miller, and start kicker Sean Sweesom. I'm up on I'm on the fence about uh, running back Isaac Redman. I think he'll fill in okay for Mendenhall, but again, Pittsburgh is going to be uh, going attacking Tennessee primarily through the air. And I think you know Tennessee is you know. The rushing defense is okay. Passing defense is pretty good, too. I think they're top ten in both. But just with the personnel Pittsburgh has, it makes more sense for them to go mm-hmm. through the air. So yeah, uh, maybe about Redmond, wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders and Heinz Ward. Again, maybe for those guys, Brown, if you have to pick one. And maybe to the defense, just because I think Tennessee is going to score some points on them, although I'm not as keen on Hasselbeck as, as you are. And I would say no to running backs Richard Mendenhall and Moel D. Moore. Mendenhall questionable with a hamstring injury. Moel D. Moore questionable with his ankle injury. And Jericho Cotri, that might even not have to be said at this point anymore. I think, you know, I don't know anybody that has him on a fantasy roster, so maybe from now on we don't have to mention him anymore. <laughs> it's up to you. We'll, we'll play All by right. ear. Yeah, goes. <laughs> well, we'll see if he's a home team or a visiting team guy next week. Um, might be a bye week guy. No, they play it. Their bye week is later. But anyway, on to the battle of the Titans here. No, we're not talking about Tennessee. We're talking about Kansas City at Indianapolis. A one-win team versus a winless team. And who's going to win this game, Jana? I don't think anybody wins this game. <laughs> it's not going to be a scoreless tie. Kansas City wins 24-21 and gets back their Super Bowl hopes back on track. What do you think? Okay, there are no Super Bowl hopes. Let's just let's just come to terms with this now, Sherpa. <laughs> I think that Kansas City wins this. I don't think this is going to be any fun to watch or very pretty. Um, I'm ready for the Ricky Stanzi era <laughs> in Kansas City. But Not happening. I I wish it would. I like him much no. better. He's um, never thrown for I, 4,000 yards like Matt Castle has. Matt Castle looks like he's not throwing for any yards. He looks atrocious. This whole team looks atrocious. Both these teams do. I'm not happy about this matchup. So this isn't the one game you would want to watch on Sunday? This is definitely not the one game I'd want to watch. And my team's on a bye week. I still don't want to watch them. But fantasy-wise, I am not very excited about anybody on the Chiefs. But quite frankly, they're playing the Colts, who have not been the picture of a solid defense or solid anything this season. So I would start Matt Castle in a two-quarterback league. I'm not ready to say he's going to be worth a start in a one-quarterback league just yet. Dwayne Bowe, I would start. Steve Breston would be more of a maybe, a flex option. Leonard Pope at tight end, again, borderline more of a maybe or a flex option. And running backs. Jones, McCluster, I guess I'd go Jones. McCluster's an interesting flex option. I'm just not really wowed by anybody on this team, as you can tell. And I would say no to the kicker in the defense, but realistically, I don't think Indy's putting up a ton of points. I just think they're on their way to looking slightly more functional, as they showed on Monday night. So I'd hope there are better options for you defensive-wise out there, but... What can you do? <laughs> well, how, how's this? If Kansas City wins this game, there's a good chance they're going to be in a three-way tie for second in that division at two and three. San Diego has to beat uh, you know, Denver for that to happen, and Oakland has to lose at Houston. Both of those things are pretty likely, and I think Kansas City can win this game. But on the Indianapolis side, I would start running, backs jo- running back Joseph Adai, start wide receiver Reggie Wayne, start tight end Dallas Clark. Maybe to running back DeLone Carter if you're desperate on a bye week. Otherwise, you probably don't want to start him. And maybe to Pierre Garçon and Austin Colley. They would be definites if they had Peyton Manning throwing to them, but they don't, so they're not. And maybe to the defense, quarterback Curtis Painter. You know, it's nice that he had a, his first touchdown pass in the NFL was an 86-yarder, but that's not going to get him too far you know, this week. And same thing with kicker Adam Vinatieri, big name, but not with this team. 
And if it's somehow Kerry Collins instead of Curtis Painter, that doesn't change my mind. You don't want to start him either. So there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> now, next game, some people are pretty excited about this game. I'm not. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring, Philadelphia at Buffalo. But I think Philadelphia bounces back in a big way this week, and I think they win this one 38-27. What say you, Jana? Um, I think Philadelphia is going to sneak by Buffalo, but again, I wouldn't be totally shocked <laughs> if if it went either way. I think it, you're right. It's going to be kind of a shootout. It's going to be close the whole way. Philly's got to fix their defense up the middle, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. Fantasy-wise, there are still a lot of good options on this team. They're still going to score a lot of points. Michael Vick's got a bum hand. He's still going to play. I think you still start him. Start Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin at wide receiver. I would even go as far to say is start Jason Avant as well. Vick has been keyed in on him all season. I really like him as a flex or a third wide receiver option. Running back with Sean McCoy is a definite start for me. I would still say no to tight end Brent Selleck. He's also a little dinged up. Uh, I would start kicker Alex Henry. He is not going to miss two field goals again. That's an aberration. And I would say no to the defense, though, because Buffalo is going to put up some big points on them. What about uh, Ronnie Brown and Steve Smith? If I'm on, a, if I have bye week players or injuries at those positions, are those guys is, worth considering? Ronnie Brown's just not getting enough touches for it to be worthwhile. Um, and Steve Smith, he'd really have to be in a deep league or you really need to be stretching for some wide receivers. He is going to play. He'll get a couple of targets, but he's not really breaking away for big yardage yet. So he's an option. So for the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to recommend starting quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting running back Fred Jackson, and start wide receivers Steve Johnson. And I had Jackson written down on my paper again, but it's Steve Johnson, not Jackson, and David (laughs) Nelson. I, that's the second time this season I've done that to poor Mr. Johnson. You, but You really, really want his last name to be Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. Now, running back-wise, I would say stay away from C.J. Spiller this weekend. He's questionable with a knee injury. Stay away from wide receiver Don Jones. And, well, actually I'm a maybe on him. Same thing with tight end Scott Chandler, maybe on him. Kicker Ryan Lindell. Hopefully you have better options, but he's not going to kill you if you have to use him. But I absolutely stay away from the Bills' defense this weekend because I think uh, Michael Vick and Philadelphia are going to light them up. All right. Next on the agenda, as they say in Florida, is (laughs) Seattle at the New York Giants. And I'm not quite sure what to make of Seattle, but... I, and the Giants have to be the luckiest 3-1 and one team I've ever seen. There's no way that that Victor Cruz thing should have been ruled anything but a fumble, yet the no. referees missed it, and I was embarrassed even as a Giants fan that they won that game. But anyway, I'll it take it. Right. I'm happy. So, But I think the Giants win this game legitimately by a score of 27-24, but it's not going to be a blowout. They're not that much better than Seattle. Seattle actually has a halfway decent defense, which is more than the Giants can say. That's true. The Giants are getting a little bit healthier, um, but now they run into the problem of the defense hasn't really played together for any extended period of time. Um, I think they win more by, like, 10 points. They got embarrassed a little bit last week, and I just, I'm, I'm really not impressed by Seattle yet. Tavares Jackson, I think, is a two-quarterback-only league type of start, uh, especially with Mike Williams still have not passed his concussion test, and I would lean towards sitting him, uh, especially if you're not going to be around your computer come Sunday morning. Uh, If he does play, go ahead and start him, but it's touch and go right now. Russell wide receivers are kind of a toss-up. Sidney Rice, I think, is a flex option. Golden Tate, Baldwin, Obamanu. It feels kind of like a grab bag to me. You just don't know what you're going to get from week to week, and you just don't know what you're going to get out of Tavares Jackson either is the problem. Marshawn Lynch, uh, Justin Forsett, Leon Washington. Marshawn Lynch, obviously, I think is the only one that, that realistically could be started out of that trio Although I'm 
reluctant to start him unless he's your third running back or you're in a deep league just because while the Giants is are not a totally functional defense, I just think they're more functional than the Seattle offense actually is. So I would say no to the kicker in the defense of Seattle. Just eh. I think Marshawn Lynch has a chance to put up a good game against the defense, but of course that's going to come down to whether – Tavares Jackson can complete enough passes to Sidney Rice and Zach Miller to keep the Giants' defense honest if he can't, or if the Giants get up by a couple touchdowns early, which is conceivable, although I don't think it'll happen, then you know, they're obviously not going to spend too much time running the ball. But from the Giants' end, I think Eli Manning is a definite start this week. Running back Ahmad Bradshaw is a good start, and wide receivers Hakeem Nix and and uh, Victor Cruz, yes, I am on the Victor Cruz bad wagon. You can start those guys. I Running back, too. Brent. I can't pardon. fault you. <laughs> I'm on the Victor Cruz bandwagon, too. I can't fault you. Yes, especially since the Mario Manningham bandwagon seems to be getting a lot lighter these days. Speaking of Mario Manningham, he's on my maybe list, although I'd rather start Cruz than Manningham if I have the choice. Running backs, uh, Brandon Jacobs, he's questionable with his knees. You know, start them if you have to, but hope that you don't. And the defense is a maybe this week, and same thing with kicker Lawrence Tynes. And I'm I'm staying away from tight end Jake Ballard. That was a nice catch last week, but you know, there are too many other tight ends with more offensive potential than he has. All right. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game of the day. You know, Cincinnati has a good defense. Jacksonville doesn't have any offense. Cincinnati doesn't have much of an offense either. I think that all boils down to Cincinnati 20, Jacksonville 17. What do you think, Jana? Um, I think Cincinnati wins this. I agree with you. It's going to be low scoring. It's not exactly going to be an offensive explosion. It'll be interesting, I I guess. <laughs> I think this is the lowest scoring game of the day without a doubt in my mind. I I think Kansas City Indy could give them a run for their money. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to track this this week. Who, Which two teams combined to score fewer points next week? I'll take Cincinnati and Jacksonville, and you're going to take Kansas City and Indianapolis then. All right. We'll see, we'll see who comes out on top. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll both be uh, uh, on tooth and nail for that one. So who do you like for Cincinnati this week? I like Andy Dalton as more of a two-quarterback league option. I like Cedric Benson. He, while he still has that three-game suspension looming over his head, it's going to take something super drastic for him not to play this week. It's not going to happen yet, so start Benson. Tight end Jermaine Gresham has had some issues. I think you can still go ahead and start him. And wide receivers, A.J. Green, I think I'd still start. Beyond that, Simpson, Tate, I I just don't know if there's going to be enough targets this week. So there are more maybes for me. Um, I may start the defense for Cincinnati this week, though. I don't know if I'm going to start kicker Mike Nugent, but because it's going to be one of the lowest scoring games, I think it's worthwhile to still start the defense. I actually, I'm also um, tracking Andre Caldwell pretty closely, their wide receiver. I picked him up mm-hmm. in a couple of leagues. I'm under the impression that Simpson is going to go away at some point for at least a few games, but even if he doesn't, they seem to be getting, it really looks like they're um, focusing their their passing attack around Gresham and Green and and Caldwell at this point. My issue is just, especially this week, I don't know how many targets there are going to be to go around. I just, I don't know. This game just doesn't seem like a fantasy hotbed. <laughs> no, it's not. So for Jacksonville, you def- Jacksonville, you definitely want to start Maurice Jones-Drew, and you want to start tight end Mercedes Lewis and the defense, and that's all there. All she wrote for that. Nobody I'm on the no. fence about. Stay away from quarterback Blaine Gabbert, running back um, Deji Kareem and uh, wide receivers Mike Thomas and Jason Hill and kicker Josh Scobie. You want to stay away from all those guys this weekend. All right. Not much there. No. So onward 
Now, here's here's a game that could be... I, I think people think this is going to be close, but I don't. I think Houston is going to beat Oakland pretty handily. I don't see how Oakland's going to have much of a passing attack against Houston's defense. I'll go Houston 34, Oakland 21. How's this one look to you, Janet? In a shocking turn of events, I am going to agree with you again, especially with uh, Jason Campbell apparently being limited in practice and Lewis Murphy as well. It just... I I just I don't know what to think of this team. It's a little weird. But I would say Jason Campbell's really at best a two quarterback league start this week and again I don't really like the matchup with the Houston defense. Especially the fact that Houston really believes that they're gonna win games and in the past it's been like a hope and a prayer for them. It feels like this year they, they seem to really believe in themselves. So I'm not excited about what the the Oakland offense is gonna do so much this week. Darren McFadden, I would start tight end. I really don't like any of them. Kevin Boss, Myers, it just I just I don't like the whole lot. <laughs> I would say no to all of them this week. Wide receiver wise, Moore, Hayward Bay, Chaz Shillings, Lewis Murphy. I would say Lewis Murphy and Jacoby Ford. Murphy's probably going to see less time because he's dinged up. Jacoby Ford's battling some injuries as well. I kind of like more. I've never been a big Hayward Bay fan. Beyond that, I really think that the only way they're getting a lot of yards this week is going to be running the ball, and even that's not going to go so well against the Houston defense. So I'm really not in love with any of the wide receiver matchups this week. If you really have to, Go ahead, but I would hope there are other wide receivers you can play. Sebastian Janikowski, I would start just because I think that's where a lot of the points are coming from this week for Oakland. It's going to be field goal city. I would say absolutely not to their defense, though. I agree with you on that. Uh, Houston, Matt Schaub has had somewhat of a down year so far, but I think he's going to get it back in uh, gear this week. I'd start running back Arian Foster. He surprised me. He showed he was definitely healthy last week after I said don't start him. And (laughs) tight end Owen Daniels, he seems to be healthy and doing well. Start him. Start the defense and start kicker Neil Rackers. Wide receiver Jacoby Jones, I'm not buying this whole thing that he's going to step up and take over the Andre Johnson role. I mean, nobody's expecting him to do as well as Andre Johnson, but I just don't think even as a fantasy option. I think they're just going to be riding Foster and Daniels as much as they can. So, you know, I, I'm on the fence about Jones and Kevin Walter, and I would say no to Brandon, um, not to Brandon Tate, Ben Tate, who's got that groin problem that you alluded to, and also uh, Andre Johnson. He's going to be out for several weeks. I mean, he's listed as doubtful, but he's not going to play. So, Stay away from him. Don't uh, get cute and think that you're going to you know, get lucky with him. It's it's not happening. So now we've got Arizona at Minnesota. This is another uh, epic battle here. Actually, Arizona, if they win this game and San Francisco, you know, you know well, we'll get to them. But I, I think there's a good chance that Arizona, it's going to be a two-team race. I know everybody was picking St. Louis before the season, and now everybody's on the San Francisco bandwagon. But you know, Arizona, a few bad bounces here and there, and you know, they, they could have won at least a couple of the games that they've lost. So I'm going to predict that they'll win here 24-21. Minnesota has shown me that they don't really have any weapons outside of Adrian Peterson and you could say Percy Harvin's a weapon, but without Donovan McNabb getting the ball to him consistently, he's not a weapon. But I'll go Arizona 24, Minnesota 21. I think Arizona is going to win this game. I I don't really know how Minnesota can be as bad as it is because they have the pieces to be a good team, but they just don't have the heart or something. Um, Beanie Wells showed a lot of people last week what he's capable of. I've been a big believer of Kevin Cobb. If you've listened to the show ever, I'm sure you know that by now. So I would say you can start Kevin Cobb. You can start Beanie Wells. You can start Larry Fitzgerald and Andre Roberts. Um, tight end Todd Heaps dinged up. King's going to be, you know, a factor. I just, Beanie Wells is going to run forever. Kevin Cobb's going to throw a ton. 
I think that Larry Fitzgerald's going to have a big week. Um, I I may even go ahead and start their defense. Donovan McNabb really has not shown us much. <laughs> and the fact that they're, uh, Minnesota's trying to force a pass and run game instead of just riding whatever's working that week, be it the pass, which almost never happens, or the run, it's just it's a mess. Uh, kicker Jay Feely, I think, is an all right option as well. Depends on on what you've got going matchup wise. I'm not such a big fan of Beanie Wells this weekend. You know, obviously, and I'm not just saying that. It's not just sour grapes as a Giants fan, but Minnesota's yeah. run defense is still pretty good, and maybe that's because you know their pass defense is so lousy that people are just spending all their time throwing against them. But I would, I, I'm, I'm not so sure there, but we'll we'll see. That's that's going to be another so interesting much. thing to. I, I think Kevin Cobb could definitely have a big game because I think that's how they're going to be most successful at attacking them. It's just a matter of hopefully mm-hmm. he doesn't have to bring them from behind because as we've seen, he's he's not necessarily the the best at that from the limited sample we have so far. But for Minnesota, I would start Adrian Peterson. All right, since it's a bye week. Uh, and all, and it is Arizona's defense, which isn't too impressive. I'm going to say go ahead and start wide receiver Percy Harvin and tight end Asante Shanko after I was just got done ragging on McNabb before. McNabb, I think, is is a maybe for this week. You probably have to start him if you're in a deeper league or if you know, your your starting quarterback has a is a buy. Um, Michael Jenkins has been an interesting guy. Up up until last week, he looked really good. Then last week, he only catches one pass for two yards. Of course, it was a touchdown, so he still contributed points, but I'm not sold on him yet. And the defense, I think, could be a decent play this week, but hopefully you have better options. Running back Toby Gerhardt, stay away. Wide receiver Bernard Berrien, stay away. Kyle Rudolph, stay away. And kicker Ryan Longwell, no need to start him this weekend either. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Okay, so now we move on to the first of the the three late games. There's only three late games this week, and I, I guess like you know, there's there's only one in the in the uh, NFC. So if you get a Fox late game on Sunday, it's going to be Tampa Bay at San Francisco. This is going to. I know everyone's starting to get on the San Francisco bandwagon, especially their defense and all. But I think Tampa Bay is is a better team than San Francisco. They didn't necessarily show it last Monday night, but they did what it took to win the game. I think they're going to do the same Sunday, and I think they're going to get out of there with a 21-20 victory in a hard-fought game over San Francisco. How do you see this one going? I think this is going to be a good game. I'm actually excited to watch this. Uh, if there's one thing Josh Freeman knows what to, how to do, it's how to bring a team back from a fourth-quarter deficit. He's practically John Elway. <laughs> like, it's getting ridiculous. I think Tampa Bay sneaks one out here. I, just, I agree with you. I think they're the better team overall. As much as I still want to believe in Alex Smith, I like Josh Freeman's skill set a little better. I think you can start Josh Freeman. I think you can start LeGarrette Blunt, Mike Williams, the the Tampa Bay Mike Williams, obviously not the concussed Seattle one. And not uh, Hank Williams either. Not Hank Williams. <laughs> He's not going to be starting anytime soon either. No, not so much, but I digress. Uh, tight end Kellen No, Winslow, I digress. I, you digress. <laughs> I, I think Kellen Winslow could be a factor in this game. I I tend not like how much he drops balls, but hey, you know he's getting some targets. So, um, Aurelius Ben for me is more of a maybe, but obviously Mike Williams is a standout out of the bunch. Aurelius Ben has some interesting fantasy options, especially in a bye week or if your team is decimated by injuries at the wide receiver position like mine is. Um, kicker in defense. I would say no to Connor Bartha kicker, and defensively, maybe it's going to depend on who else you have. If your defense on a buy is on a buy or what, I don't think it's going to be too too high scoring. But San Francisco will put up some points. The one guy I wanted to ask you about that you didn't mention—that's wide receiver Preston Parker. Is he somebody that you picked up in any leagues or would consider in any leagues? I'm actually taking a liking to him. Um, I'm interested, but I'm still kind of in wait-and-see mode on him. It's just, 
My biggest issue is Tampa Bay hasn't shown they can put up a ton of points just yet, so I'm concerned about the number of targets he's going to get long run. All right. He got seven Monday night. We'll see. Hopefully that will carry over. But I picked him up a couple weeks ago and started him, and then he didn't do so well. So, yeah, But then again, that's kind of to be expected. <laughs> yes, it must be. So San Francisco running back Frank Gore looks like he's healthy. Stardom wide receiver Michael Crabtree looks like he's healthy. That's a little bit of a surprise, but I think he'd start him too, especially with Braylon Edwards' sideline for another three weeks at least. Tight end Vernon Davis, you start him. And because I think it is going to be a relatively low-scoring game, start the defense, too, for the 49ers. Quarterback Alex Smith, hopefully you don't have to, but if you do, it's okay to start him. Running back Kendall Hunter, stay away. Wide receiver Josh Morgan, stay away. And kicker David Akers, stay away. Okay. Lots of stay away. Moving right along to (laughs) the matchup that everybody – thinks is going to be a really exciting game, and I I don't necessarily see it that way, and that's the Jets at New England. It's Tom Brady and his explosive offense against the Jets and their decent pass defense, and New England doesn't have a defense, but that's okay because the Jets don't have an offense. I think it all adds up to a 27-21 win for New England. I think that New England may win by more than that. I... I don't think this is going to be close really at all. I think the Jets are going to get outplayed. I know that Rex Ryan had a little hissy fit and was screaming at players and all that, but I don't necessarily think that's going to light a fire under them. Mark Sanchez has always been kind of a sketchy fantasy option, and I still think real option too. (laughs) Yeah, sketchy period. I think he's more of a two quarterback league option at best. Uh, tight end Dustin Keller, for me, is a definite start. I really like him as a tight end option. Wide receiver Santonio Holmes, I would say yes to. And Plexico Burris is really more of a flex option or a deeper league option. He hasn't really broken out yet. Uh, Curly, Mason, neither of them are really setting the world on fire. They're just <laughs> not doing it for me yet. Running back-wise, Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson. Obviously, I think I'd go Green, Tomlinson more as a flex option, or if you're in a bye week and you really need somebody to fill in, maybe you look to him. But I just I just think the New England defense is really going to come out strong this week. I would say yes to kicker Nick Folk, just because I think he'll be kicking field goals more than extra points. And the defense, I would say no to this week. It's always good to go green. (laughs) Maybe not this week. All right. Well, for New England, I would say yes to running backs Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Stephen Ridley. I think that's how they're going to spend most of the the game attacking the Jets. I don't think Tom Brady is going to be a total decoy, but I think that they're going to find that it will be much easier to run against the Jets than it will be to throw against them. I would say yes to wide receiver Wes Welker because Revis Island or no, he always seems to do well against pretty much any team he plays against. I'll go with tight end Rob Gronkowski and say you should start him and also start the Patriots defense, which hasn't been very impressive so far this season, but then again, they are playing the Jets offense. Quarterback Tom Brady is only a maybe for me this week, and that's a combination of two things. Like I said, number one, I think they're going to spend most of the game running, and number two, I just am not convinced that they're going to be able to throw a lot. Even though the game was high scoring last week, the Ravens really didn't do much throwing-wise against the Jets. Brady's obviously a much better quarterback than Joe Flacco, but I still think that they're going to run a lot more than they're going to pass. Wide receiver Deion Branch is a maybe for me this week, as is kicker Stephen Goskowski. I would say no to running back Danny Woodhead, who's questionable with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Chad Ochosenko, who doesn't have any injuries. He just hasn't played much or very well this season. And tight end Aaron Hernandez, he's questionable with a knee injury. Even if he's back, I still think they lean on Gronkowski more than on him. Yes, I agree. Now, the next game up... I think it's going to be one of the bigger blowouts, less interesting games of the week, and that's San Diego 
at Denver. They've definitely had some shootouts and some fun games in the last couple of years, but I just don't see one of this being one of them. San Diego's shaking off their their um, their you know, their habitual slow start, and they're actually three and one. I think they're four and one after this game. I don't think it's close. I think San Diego wins this by almost three touchdowns, 30 to 14. I agree. This is going to be a blowout, and things are just going to keep getting worse in Denver. It's it's just not good out there. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, though, things are very good for San Diego. I think you absolutely start Phillip Rivers. I think you can start running backs Ryan Matthews and even Mike Tolbert. Uh, it's kind of seesawing this year so far who's been the man because both have been a little dinged up. But I think Matthews, they're trying hard to – Make him the guy. I still like Tolbert, though, quite honestly. Um, Vincent Jackson's been sidelined this week with an injury. I'm a little concerned about that. Unless you're going to be around Sunday, I would say sit him. I think that goes down to the wire. I would start Malcolm Floyd. May get crazy and start Patrick Creighton. Uh, Tight end Randy McMichael, I would say yes to, even though he's – Clearly hasn't had quite as many looks so far this season, but he showed last year he can be an adequate replacement for Antonio Gates, who obviously is a no. He is still battling this plantar fasciitis and foot issues. I would say yes to the defense, yes to the kicker. Uh, it's a good week to be a, san- a fantasy player with the San Diego players on your team. All right, before I get to Denver, here's a multiple-choice question for you. You ready? Okay. Yes. All right. Which one of these players is going to be Denver's starting quarterback for the 2012 season? Kyle Orton, Brady Quinn, Tim Tebow, or Andrew Luck? I think Brady Quinn. No. We'll see. I think it's T. <laughs> Orton. Did, you but did not like that answer. <laughs> no, I didn't. But that's you're entitled to give an answer. Everyone's that's my that's my that's my motto. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong they are. Oh, how nice of you! <laughs> isn't that Remember isn't that nice and condescending? Remember when you said Kansas City was going to the AFC Championship game? No, I didn't pick them going to the AFC Championship game. I picked them going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're misunderestimating me. Oh, how silly of me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now, anyway, I'm I'm. Shucking my condescending skin, and I'm going back to analyzing the game here. So, Denver—that's the same. That's the same. That's Sherpa ease for analyzing, by the way. So for Denver, the only guy I would want to start from that team, quite honestly, this week is tight end Daniel Fells. Not that he's a great tight end, but I just think you know that's about as as far a pass as Kyle Orton will have time to throw against San Diego's pass rush. Running back Willis McGahee has done well. I think he's gotten over 100 yards each of the last two weeks, but he's just a maybe for me this week. San Diego, again, I like their defense. Wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Eric Decker like both of those guys, but they're maybes for me at best this week. Sit Kyle Wharton, sit Sean Moreno, Eddie Royal and Demarius Thomas. Even if they play, you don't start them. Stay away from the Denver defense and stay away from kicker Matt Prater. Okay. Now, the next one, this is the game that I think is going to be the best game of the weekend, and that's the Sunday night game between Green Bay and Atlanta. I think both these offenses are going to dominate their their opposing defenses, but I think that Green Bay has just a little bit more firepower than Atlanta does, so I'm going to go with them to win this game 31-30. I think Green Bay wins this game. I really like the Falcons, and I think they're a better team than they've showed some of these weeks, but Green Bay just has way too many weapons, and Atlanta's a little dinged up mentally and physically, so I'm a little worried about that. Green Bay, though, um, I'm still concerned about Ryan Grant. He didn't play last week with this bruised kidney. He seems to be on track to play this week, but the fact that they have so many other weapons makes me a little wary. I would say I wouldn't make him your number one running back this week. Maybe he's a two or a three, but I wouldn't put all your hopes and dreams on Ryan Grant this week with how balanced their offensive attack has been and the fact that James Starks has been kind of adequate without Ryan Grant there. So he's 
needs to be dropped on your board a little bit this week. Absolutely start Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I would definitely start tight end for Michael Finley. Greg Jennings, yes. Jordy Nelson, yes. Donald Driver, for me, I'm a little worried about it. I think if you're not going to be changing your lineup Sunday morning, I wouldn't start him. Even then, I'm a little iffy. He's I'm on the fence about it. I don't love the matchup. The fact that his shin's hurt, he's carted off the field. I know he's tough, but they have so many other receivers, and Jermichael Finley at tight end is a great option that he doesn't need to kill himself to get out there. Um, I would start kicker Mason Crosby. The defense, I would say no to, just because I agree with you. I think Atlanta's going to put up some points. So for Atlanta, quarterback Matt Ryan should have a big game. He's It's odd. He doesn't typically throw for a ton of yards, but he usually throws for three or four touchdowns, and at least one of them goes to Tony Gonzalez. So you start both of those guys. Start wide receivers, Roddy White and Julio Jones. Jones is becoming very quickly as impressive as a lot of people were predicting. Roddy White, questionable with a thigh injury, but I agree with what you said before. He often doesn't practice during the week and then ends up playing and playing well, although he didn't last week. Kicker Matt Bryant is also a start for me this week. Running back Michael Turner, I think, is going to find the going pretty rough against Green Bay's run defense. So I wouldn't be opposed if you said you had better options this week. I wouldn't be opposed to sitting him. He's a maybe for me at best. Running backs, Jack Hughes Rogers, no. Jason Snelling, questionable with a concussion, no. Wide receiver Harry Douglas, no. And no to the defense because it's going to be a shootout. Shootout. All right. Shootout City. And speaking of shootouts, well, this one is only going to be half a shootout, but the Monday night game, Chicago at Detroit. I can't even remember the last time Detroit hosted a Monday night game. It was probably last year, but I don't remember it. But anyway, Chicago at Detroit. I think Detroit's going to win this game pretty easily. I'm not all that impressed by Chicago's defense, and I think as bad as their offense can play at times. That doesn't make their defense's jobs any easier. So I, I think Detroit will rise to the occasion, and I see them winning this game 34-21. to 21. I tend to agree. I'm not a big Bears fan, especially for fantasy football purposes, uh, but I, I really like Detroit. I really like what they're doing, and I think they can win this game. I think it'll be a good game, though. Somebody brought this to my attention earlier, the fact that the only two undefeated teams left so far going into this week are Detroit and Green Bay, and they are going to play each other Thanksgiving Day. So it looks like we're finally going to have functional Detroit football for a whole season this year, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, that fantasy is exciting. Wise, fantasy-wise for the Bears, Jay Cutler, I just uh, he's more of a two-quarterback league option for me right now, especially against the Detroit defense. Um, running back Matt Forte, I don't love him, but I think he, especially on a bye week, is somebody you still probably need to start. Johnny Knox at wide receiver, I think, is my favorite of the bunch. Earl Bennett is a maybe. Devin Hester is a maybe. I I don't love him, but people love the idea of him returning a kick for a touchdown, so it makes it hard for them to actually sit him. <laughs> Obviously, no Bears tight end ever should be started. It is the worst offense to be a tight end in. Kicker and defense. I would say no to the defense and probably no to kicker Robbie Gould. He may be good as gold, but Detroit's tough. I just don't see him putting up a ton of points. He doesn't cut the mustard for you. Nah. All right. So I was just taking a look at Green Bay's schedule when you mentioned that nugget about playing Detroit on Thanksgiving Day and the possibility of them both being undefeated. I see, if they get past Atlanta this week, I see their main stumbling block is going to be their November 6th game at San Diego. I think that could be a tough game for them. And then they're hosting Tampa Bay on the Sunday before they go to Detroit. I think those are the two games, besides this one, that will give them the most trouble between now and the Lions game. But, yeah, we'll see. They're they're just... Anyway, we weren't talking about Green Bay until we were. So back to Detroit now. I would start quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, tight end Brandon Pettigrew, start the defense, start kicker Jason Hansen. Um, 
running back Javid best if you have to. I don't think this is a good matchup for him, but I know it's a bye week and there are a lot of injuries out there. Wide receiver Titus Young is starting to really impress me in a hurry. It wouldn't surprise me if he's their clear number two option ahead of Nate Burleson before very long. And given Calvin Johnson's propensity to get hurt at some point during the season, he could very well be their number one wide receiver at some point down the road. So if he's still out there on your waiver wire, take a look-see at Titus Young and check out his stats the last couple weeks, and you'll see why um, people are starting to notice him and, and scoop him up. So, but this week he's a maybe for me. Same thing with Nate Burleson, and there's actually nobody that I would say sit on that Detroit roster this week. All right, pretty powerful. All right, so we actually thank you for the bye week because we only had 13 games to get through instead of 16, <laughs> which leaves yep. us with a little time to talk about bye week strategy. So, the question on the table then is: Should you dump players who have a bye? Yes or no? And Jenna, why don't we take a look at that by position? Quarterbacks, would you ever dump a quarterback on a bye week and pick somebody else up? No, uh, definitely not. I tend to, just the way I draft, I draft a backup quarterback specifically for bye weeks. So I don't usually run into the problem unless there's some type of injury. But quite frankly, especially at this point in the season, it's really hard to find somebody on the waiver wire that's a quarterback that's going to be better than somebody you already have on your roster. So unless you've had two catastrophic injuries, I don't think you should. (laughs) I I agree with you. I mean, unless you've done something silly like accidentally wound up, you know, through injuries and all with two quarterbacks on your roster that both have the same bye week, and even there I think you're probably better off dropping an extra wide receiver and running with three quarterbacks for a week and then – dropping one of them next week and picking a wide receiver up again because there's just so many of them out there. But I agree with you. For me, quarterbacks, that's a no-brainer. Um, you, you shouldn't you, – hopefully you have uh, at least one backup that you can slot in for whoever has your bye week this week. How about running backs? Do you feel the same way about running backs? Um, it depends. For the most part, I want to hold on to them. But generally you get a guy at the end of the draft that's – you know, maybe has gotten hurt or he's just not getting the touches you thought he was. And there How about may be Kendall Hunter, who, for instance? Yeah, there may be somebody who's coming up that maybe has been overlooked or you're not in a huge deep league that it could be worthwhile, but you really got to look at long term. I mean, I don't, I don't like getting crazy, dropping and picking guys up week to week is if I can avoid it. So it, it's got to be way the value of what's he going to give you over somebody you're going to drop? Now, here's here's just a hypothetical question for you. Suppose you had a bunch of wide receivers who were either injured or on bye week, and you had to dump a running back, and you had a choice between dumping Stephen Ridley or Reggie Bush. Which one of those two do you dump um, you know, at this point to pick up I that extra I'd... wide receiver that you need? I think Assuming I'd that you don't have to Ridley. start either one this week. I'd go Stephen Ridley because I still believe in the Dolphins. I still believe that there is some something is going to happen there. Well, I think that sounds pretty fishy. I'm not buying it. <sighs> so, how about wide receivers? Uh, I'm a little bit more mix and match with them. I, I have no problems dumping somebody at the end of my bench if I need to pick up somebody for a bye week. What, what are your thoughts on wide receivers? I agree with that in that there's just it's a lot easier to find good quality players on the waiver wire all season long at the wide receiver position and you know they do get hurt you get hit with bye weeks I mean I have a team right now that I have no wide receivers that are playing or healthy this week so I'm going to be doing a lot of that this week but definitely somebody at the end of your bench I think could be worth picking somebody up with a good matchup for a bye week. All right and how about Tight ends, there, there's just so much depth there, more depth there than there has been in a long time. So I think tight end is a position you can also, even if it's a guy that, um, like Ed Dixon or so, if he's your tight end this week and you don't have a backup, I don't think it's a bad thing to drop him because if you don't get him back next week, you'll probably get somebody you know, just as good. So what, do you I'm agree with that? I'm a little more that, protective you... of tight ends, and I also tend to draft a backup tight end. So I... 
I generally don't run into this problem, and I I like to not have this issue. <laughs> I'm very right. attached to them. I like. Uh, and now that, I know we're running out of time, but we've yeah. got defenses and kickers. For me, those are yeah eminently droppable and play matchups. I know if you've da- drafted a defense like the Steelers, you're probably not going to drop them and pick up the no, Bengals for this week. But anyway, I, I unless you have a top defense, I think there's no problem with mixing and All matching. Right. And same we thing with kickers. Wrap this up. All right, you wrap <laughs> it up. We are going to be back here again next week on Wednesday night from 9.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And you can find us all week long on Twitter, email, Facebook, fantasyfootballsherpa.com. Our email address is the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is the number 4thninchesshow at Twitter. And we... I have new articles up on fantasyfootballsherpa.com and Scott writes for the Huffington Post each week as well, so be sure to check those out. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, have a great week and check out at the end of the week the player rankings by position for on the Fantasy Football Sherpa blog. Have a great week, everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.